Let me tell you how I'm getting my feet summer ready. Soft, sexy, and beautiful. I am using Babyfoot, the original foot peel. It's the number one selling foot peel in America with nearly 30 million sold worldwide. They offer a selection of DIY at-home treatment products that are quick and easy to use. And the foot peel is a professional grade product at a price that makes it affordable to a wide range of consumer. It has won many beauty awards over the years and the peels are made with 16 natural ingredients. The gentle process leaves skin undamaged while removing this dead skin to reveal the fresh, healthy layer beneath like a baby's foot. Baby foot qualifies as a clean product. They are also vegan, gluten-free, and cruelty-free. For my listeners, go to www.babyfoot.com and use promo code EMOTIONAL20 for an exclusive 20% discount. That's E-M-O-T-I-O-N-A-L-2-0. joining us. And now, here's your host, Alessandra Torrezani. John and Sarah from No Solo, I'm so excited to not only be having this conversation with you, but to be rocking your merch. Um, this sweatshirt, I get so many compliments on. So first and foremost, thank you so much. Of course. I can't wait to learn more about No Solo. I actually... Not that I usually do research, but usually I have like some sort of an idea of who I'm interviewing. But when I mm. got this box through NAMI, the National Alliance on Mental Illness, um, and your sweatshirt came through, it was so meaningful to me because I'm an ambassador for them and mental health awareness is my whole life's purpose. It's just very exciting to know that there are other people out there that have made it their entire life's mission to raise awareness and, you know, not only just raising money, but actually just being the the noise and making the commotion. And I watched some of your interviews that you've done with other people and I just was so excited and I just wanted to hear from the horse's mouth kind of what <laughs> No Solo is and how the two of you got involved in creating this movement. Sure. Um, I'll start and then you just kind of jump in where sure. needed. Um, so the idea of No Solo started back in 2019. Um, we kind of always wanted to do something on our own. Uh, my background is more in product and marketing and Sarah's is uh, in behavior analyst. She's a behavior analyst. Um, and we had this idea like it was actually on our honeymoon and we were talking to some local couples over in Croatia. Cool. And we're just talking about like the just the idea that kindness is transcendent and no matter who you are, no matter where you're from, no matter what you do, um, we're kind of all a team in this and we, we should all have each other's backs and we should look out for one another. And, and that's kind of the goal. And that's kind of how we landed on, on what we wanted to kind of do with this brand. Um, initially it was just products and we were like, we need to tie it to something a little bigger. Um, and mental health is something that has affected us both personally, families, friends. And I think there's a stat out there that it's one in every five people, kind of have some sort of mental health struggle. Um, but in our mind, it's in everyone. Which I feel like is so much more now post-COVID. I feel like right. they need to do that study again because it yeah. certainly yeah. feels like every person completely was affected with their mental health post-pandemic, mm -hmm. I would say. Oh, yeah, definitely right. multiply those numbers. And, I mean, even 
even after that, we still think it's an, it's an everybody thing. I mean, everybody yeah. goes through something on one level or another and, you know, whether it's big, whether it's small, kind of no matter what you're going through, you can't really compare it to others. Um, so we, we kind of landed on this name, no solo, meaning not alone. Um, and again, just kind of being a team, being there for one another, knowing that, you know, whatever you're going through, you're not the only person going through it. People have gone through similar struggles or, or, you know, somewhat relatable struggles. And, you know, you got to lean on those people and others that have kind of been through it, and know how to get through it, um, get out of it. Um, so yeah, we kind of landed on that, on that name. We launched the brand in 2021. So it took wow. a couple of years to make sure everything was good, but we wanted to, we wanted to make sure we were kind of doing it right and kind of crossing our T's, dotting our I's. But yeah. Um, yeah, lo and behold, May of 2021, so mental health month in 2021. Um, and I mean, since then, it's just been, it's been amazing. The support we received, the, you know, the people wearing the product, reaching out, finding, want to find other ways to support, throwing events. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we do a lot of events locally here mm -hmm. in uh, New England. We're based in Newport, Rhode Island. Um, but it's cool to see kind of different hubs in, in all of the country. We get orders every day from everywhere in the country. And it's it just shows how much it resonates with, with everyone. So fast forward to 2023, two years in, we're here we are. We've raised here. we've raised over fifty thousand dollars in two years, which as a brand that just started is something it's that we're, we're pretty proud of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, we, we just want to see that number grow. And I mean, you talked about raising awareness before and we kind of have this, well, Sarah kind of has this um, slogan where we definitely want to raise awareness, but we want to take action on it too. Yeah. Um, which, which means kind of taking it a step further and, you know, we want to raise money and we want to kind of get it, get our message out there, but what, what can we do further to, you know, make this more of a, a conversation with people and make it more accepted. Um, and there's definitely been progress as of recent years. And, and I think we still have a long way to go, but, but we're very happy with kind of the direction the whole um, topic's moving. And Sarah, what, what brought you into mental health? And also, I mean, I have so many questions for you also, since you're a new mom too. Um, yeah. But, but what was it the first initial thing where you were like, you know what, I need to take action. Well, for me, I've always been very open with the fact that I've struggled with my own mental health. Yeah. Um, and I think for me, I, it was something where like in high school that it, first of all, was never talked about, but second of all, like uh, people look at some, somebody like me and think, Oh, she's fine. Same with like people on sports teams, you know, like, Oh, sure. they're fine. Um, and it, I, Basically, it's just something that's very near and dear to me. I then um, became a yoga instructor. And during that, like teacher training, that kind of really opened up my like awareness, self-awareness. Right. Um, and then further along, I started to, I work in the field. Um, I work with students um, with severe profound disabilities. Um, and then I further went to get my um certification and um, behavior analysis. So all kind of just like beautifully intertwined. Wow. Um, and so, yeah, I feel like it, I'm like the mental health part of it. And yeah. Johnny's like the marketing, like yeah. all part of it. That's how it kind of started. But now I think we've both accepted that the mental health part is both of us, yeah. I guess. Yeah. yeah. And um, it's a huge part of it, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And I just want people to be comfortable with talking about it mm -hmm. and you know not even like breaking the stigma because that's another thing that we try to shy away from but more just uh, again just being comfortable and having a conversation so it's something that like our fa our parents 
yeah never talked about before right. I mean, like mm-hmm. their entire generation like shies away from it like oh therapy oh my gosh uh, right. you need a shrink like what like all these things that are just right. so ta- like it's a taboo to them and um i don't know it just means so much to me to normalize it because it is normal no i absolutely love that and i love that you have learned so much so as a new mom as i am um i I still feel like it's new like the other day i say it all the time and my mom's like you need to stop but i say it all the time i'm like oh yeah i have a newborn and she's like no she's a year now like she's not a newborn i was like she's a newborn like it's okay like she's still new to me um but you know having a i'll use in quotes newborn um, yes. what has it been like? Like, have you found any change in yourself? Not in a postpartum sense, but like as a new mom and having so many emotions mm-hmm. and going through so much and just the, and you too, John, I mean, mm-hmm. we forget that postpartum can affect the dad as well, you know, or the other oh, partner, yeah. whomever mm-hmm. it may be, you know, it, right. it's, it's a lot. I mean, it's truly a lot. Even if you physically did not birth this human, there is a lot of sleep deprivation and screaming and crying and just a lot of noise and energy, you know? You know, what have you learned though, you know, Sarah specifically too, you know, since you are learning behavior analysis and with children and stuff that you have now put onto your son maybe to kind of help with his mental well-being and with your mental well-being and John's mental well-being? Like, is there any, you know, tip or trick that you kind of learned when studying that, that, that helped you out that maybe could help other parents out? Well, I'm definitely not an expert and (laughs) I, um, but I would just say, just give yourself grace. Yeah. Nothing. It's never going to be perfect. Nobody knows what they're doing. (laughs) So do not compare yourself because that in itself will like cause you to spiral. Um, And it's so like, it's so easy to get caught up in the emotions and everything, but I don't know. It's like, just take it day by day, take a deep breath and just like look at your child and just how amazing, like, at the end of the day, look what you created. Right. And like, it may, it, it may not be beautiful. In fact, like it probably will look chaotic most of the time, <laughs> but at the end of the day, your kid is okay. You are okay. Your partner's okay. Just like be there to support each other. Um, I had a really, like, I don't know what I would have done if Johnny wasn't there for me and our son postpartum. Like mm. I know a lot of people who, are not as fortunate to where, you know, like the dad or whoever. Right. A partner supporting. Sure. Yeah. Right. Um, So I don't know, just being there for your partner and again, being okay with talking about it, talking about, Hey, like I need you to like, like tap in real quick because I'm going to go cry. (laughs) You know, And, and like, and that's like reality and then it's fine and just do what you need to do to, you know, no, 100%. And even if you didn't have a, like a traumatic birth, I feel like it's still so like if you are the one that gave birth, like it, it's still there's just a lot. There's a lot mm-hmm. of energy and a lot of change. And it's mm-hmm. like relearning your partner too, like on how they handle like high stress situations 
and not taking things personally. And it, you know, it really takes a toll on your whole mental well-being. And for people that have like five kids and they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, this episode is not for you. And like my show's not for you because I don't understand how you could do that. And like everything is so happy. But like, I, I will tell you, you know, I don't know if this was for you as well, but for me, so many things like brought up past traumatic events because I had quite a traumatic birth and like, you know, and just being able to like relive your childhood and see everything. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's a lot. And I think that people don't know that getting into it and they don't prepare. And so you don't want to scare their parents you know, who maybe are trying to have kids or want to have kids, but you're like, hey, just be prepared. Have your ducks in a row that you're solid, you know? Yeah, I would agree 100%. I feel like also it allowed me to like give grace to, I said that before, not just myself, but like I had a difficult maybe time growing up with like one of my parents Mm. and I feel like it allowed, it allows me now to almost appreciate like what she was going through and sure. like why she had to do the things that she did. Sure. And I like before having a kid, I never would have understood that, you know, like I kind of just was like, I don't know, like you messed up, what, whatever. And now sure, it's, like, okay, yeah. I know it's not easy. <laughs> it's, and just, I don't know. I not put my parents, not be so hard on my parents, I guess. And like, yeah. they're not perfect. And it kind of makes you realize that like, we are our parents just <laughs> 30 years ago. Well, we're just of. all human, right? Like, <laughs> yes, and I think exactly. that you forget that your parents were humans and, and yeah. <laughs> like, and that, yes, we all, we all mess up. Like, and we all have things and there have been times where I'm like crying to, you know, my mom and I'm like, oh my God, like my daughter's name is lady. And I was like, lady's going to remember this and she's going to have, you know, trauma happen to her. And she's going to be like X, Y, and Z. I don't know. Like I create worst case scenarios always with my anxiety. Yeah, and my mom's like, she does not know what's going on. Like you're fine. Yeah. You know, she's <laughs> one month old, yeah. you know, but it's like those yeah. kind of things. Like, cause you're like, Oh my God, I'd never realized that my parents were humans as well. Going through this, just like human experience, because that's what it is. Right. It's a human experience. And it's, And it's crazy. John, how has it been for you? Like, what is some advice maybe that you would give to someone just as a partner, how you could support, you know, by even if you're not like fully involved in carrying a baby or whatnot, but like some sort of something that maybe helped you. I mean, Sarah kind of touched on it, but just being completely open and honest with each other and when you're having your kind of lulls and when you're doing okay. Um, That's kind of the most important because like you said, it's brand new to everybody. This is the first time you're going through it. It's the first time we're going through it. There was no way to prepare at all for this. Um, You know, you, you know, it's coming, but there's no, nothing you can really do. It's just like when it gets here, it's game time. Let's, let's make this work. Um, And the second piece, I mean, we have some, we have a pretty hectic life. I mean, aside from no solo, we have two full-time jobs. So we have two full-time jobs. We run our own business and we have a nine month old. And we're trying to continue our social lives. And uh, I like to golf. She likes to yoga. We're like, okay, when can we fit this stuff in? Um, But it's just kind of like, it can get stressful at times. And just being there for one another, I think is the most important. And and having a sense of patience with one another and with yourself, to be honest. I mean, 
even earlier this week, I came home and I was like, I feel like I was in a boxing ring for 12 hours. Wow. And it's just like a long day, a lot going on, like a lot of stress. But at the end of the day, you come home and Zane's smiling at us. And I'm like, yeah, right. nothing else really matters at this point, you know? Yeah. Um, just doing the best we can for, for him and for ourselves, to be honest. Oh, I love that. And what's some of the things that you or the people that you've met through No Solo that have really like moved you that you'd like to share about, you know, I, I, there, I just know I meet so many cool people and there's so many great experiences and I'm sure through No Solo, you've met some pretty awesome folks. We've met some great people. Um, we, it's, it's funny because we get so many cool stories, mm. um, whether via email or social and people reaching out of like what the brand's done for them. Yeah. Um, and I'll kind of get into some of like the ambassadors we kind of put on board um, over the last two years. But one story we had um, just quickly is a friend of ours reached out and was like, my son was having a panic attack. He was in his freshman year of college, just going through a lot. So she picked him up, went to the hospital. Um, and on the way to the hospital, his mom was wearing a no solo hat. And he was like, how do you know about no solo? And she was like, she's like, I know the, the owners, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, I have a I have my no solo bracelet and I wear it all the time. And she was like, Oh, that's awesome. And he goes, you know what, when I, when I was, when I'm going through my panic attacks, I look down at my bracelet and I give it a little tug and I know I'm not the only person going through that. And like that to us is embodies everything that we're after and what we're trying to do. It's just kind of like a safe space. But I mean, to hear that it's, it's hard not to get emotional. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's exactly what we're trying to do. Um, so things like that. And, we always encourage people to reach out. We've, we've gotten so many good stories. I mean, that's just one of many, but we try and share them with our kind of audience on social or via email blast. Cause that's the stuff that we're trying to do. And we want to push out and let others know like, Hey, this is, this is kind of what it can do. This is, you know, it's not just a logo. There's a lot more behind it. And when you wear it and when you support it, it, it goes kind of beyond where you think it can. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Uh, I, 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 First of all, the amount of times that I've had to go to the hospital because of a panic attack, thinking that I was having a stroke or a heart attack, mm -hmm. and then yeah. feeling so embarrassed when I get there, and they're like, it's a panic attack, and you're like, that can't mm -hmm. be possible because I'm not that, you know, you feel stupid. You're like, I'm not that stupid. I wouldn't be coming to the hospital and wasting your time and mine, you know, um, yeah. you know, but, but you forget that other people experience that, and you're not alone, and, you know, mm -hmm. no solo, you know, and I exactly. think that that is that's something that's really special. And, you know, it's interesting. I was talking to someone the other day and they were saying that uh, in regards to like social and, and I, I would say more podcast based and, and entertainment based, you know, he was saying that um, it's really hard to have a mental health podcast or a mental health show or, or some sort of platform because brands feel like it's too touchy of a subject still to get involved in. Um, and guests don't feel comfortable enough going on and being open because it could be used against them. You know, I don't know, some workplace, who knows? And, yeah. you know, th this person's recommendation was like, you know, maybe I would try X, Y, and Z instead. Maybe try, try another form of, of podcasting or entertainment, you know, maybe something a little lighter. And it was all <laughs> in good, it was all in good advice because it was something that I had asked like specifically about. And, but then it reminds me like, you know, yes, maybe it may be a touchy subject and maybe it is hard, but when there's voices like yours and, and, you know, hopefully an audience, audiences that are listening to my podcast, there is a connection there. And if it can connect for one person in one story, 
and that can save one life, that truly can make all the difference. It's like, what does it matter where where the in quote unquote money or popularity is? Because it's about Mm -hmm. this movement. And like you were saying, Sarah, it's about taking action and like making that action happen. And, you know, Mm -hmm. by you sharing that, that, that kid's story, you know, can you imagine how many kids are in college right now who are going through anxiety attacks and panic attacks and are feeling alone maybe in their dorms or in their sorority or fraternity? Like, you know, maybe there's someone that's listening that's like, oh shit, like I'm not alone. (laughs) Like, you're right, Exactly. you know? And so I think that there is such importance of continually sharing someone's story, like your own personal journey and your own story if you're ready and you're you're wanting to do that, if you're ready to keep, you know, that conversation going, but yeah. there's power there and that's where the action is and that's how change happens. And that's how right, we exactly. break that, you know, the 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 cycle of our, the generation before us of the no therapy and the no help. That's how we mm-hmm. do it by talking about it and not shaming Absolutely. it. Yeah, yeah, I was actually gonna say that's exactly how change happens. Like whoever said that to you, like, this might be uncomfortable, but yeah. you you don't change and you don't grow if you're constantly in a state of comfort. Totally, totally. And you know, and and the thing is, is like, you have to know like, okay, maybe it's not gonna be the most, you know, it's not gonna be, I don't know, Nike or something. Cause you're like, oh, it's not for just everyone, but it's like the people that appreciate this and the, the change that's mm-hmm. there you know what I mean? That 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 it's almost like you feel like you're part of a club, right? Like if I were to see someone wearing a no solo hat or a sweatshirt or something, I'd be like, Oh, I know what you you go through what I go through. You know, and yeah. it's like this like secret society of like being really cool. Like I I, mm-hmm. I I totally love that. How did you get involved with NAMI? Did you um reach out to them or so when we were starting um, and we, we figured mental health was the charitable arm that we wanted to associate with and it kind of all unfolded from that, we did a lot of research um, on who we wanted to donate to and we donate 20% of all our profits. So that's, wow. I mean, we've also researched what other brands similar to us do and whether it be in mental health space or just charity, um, yeah. charity kind of arms, um, not a lot of people are near that. And that's something that we went through and we talked about it a lot and and while it is a business and we're looking to be successful sure. with it at the same time, we want to show people how serious we are about yeah. what we're supporting. And right. so we picked a number that was pretty much higher than anyone we could find. Um, but after doing a lot of research on, on organizations and, and what they do and um, the impact they have, NAMI seemed to stand out from the yeah. rest. Um, so we reached out to them. We had some really good dialogue and really good back and forth, um, understanding where our money's going, how it's being used. Um, and from there, it was just like, we'd love to partner with you. And and it was kind of hit the ground running from that point. Oh, my god! And now Johnny's on the Rhode Island chapter. Yeah. So now, and now <laughs> wow. since, um, yeah, yeah, so it's, yeah. Um, so there's a NAMI Rhode Island chapter, uh, and I'm on the board now um, with them, which is for the last 12 months. So it was about, about a year in, they reached out um, and they were like, we've seen what you've done with No Solo, and we'd love to have you on the board and some fresh ideas and some younger younger vision. So, uh, it's oh been my great. Gosh. It How great. exciting. So what yeah. is something that you do in the Rhode Island chapter, maybe that other people, you know, can hear and have an idea of maybe ways that they can, you know, reach out and support in their local community. So what we're doing, so I'm on kind of the event committee. Um, there's, there's about 12 of us and we're split up kind of in certain committees, some finance, which is not my world. So yeah. I stay far away from that. Um, and other things, but events and, and we're, we're kind of IDing now we do a NAMI walk every October. Um, 
So that's how it was, we were introduced to the members of the Nami Rhode Island chapter. And, mm. um, this year we had one of the larger teams. I think we had 25 to 30 people. We have like wow. a team, no solo, um, which was great. And we raised uh, just shy of 20,000, I think, which was the wow. second largest one. So um, a, a very big event for us. And um, But yeah, I mean, just, I think w- what we're trying to do is is find other creative ways to throw events, get people involved. Um, there's some crazy ones out there and right now, but um, you know, something that's kind of bold and different and that people want to be a part of. And at the end of the day, it's supporting a good cause and something that, again, a lot of people um, can relate to. So that's kind of where we're at. Oh my gosh. I absolutely love that. And then what can you say, like for other parents out there, maybe something that you've learned, um, you know, in the first almost year of your son's life and continually moving forward, maybe breaking the the stigma, not breaking the stigma, breaking the cycle of like old, you know, Mm -hmm. parenting ways, you know, how do you think that you will introduce mental health awareness to your son and, and raising awareness and creating action behind that? Well, Zane is learning yoga from the beginning. If I I didn't have, if, if I had had the tools that I have now growing up and as simple as literally yoga for me, like being able to like breathe through a tough situation. If you can do that in a yoga class, you can do that in real life. And I feel very strongly about that. So one thing is Zane is doing yoga. I love love that. (laughs) Zane, like, I feel like just being aware of mental health. Yeah. Like think about when we were kids, I feel like people were not talking, talking about it at all. No. Like at all. No, like if someone had like depression, it was like, oh my gosh, well they, they're depressed. Yeah. Like, you know, it was whispered yeah. mm-hmm. and um, judged and like, I don't know. So basically just normalizing it for him, having yeah. that conversation and like whatever, if he needs to talk to somebody about something that being okay with that not being judgmental, totally. I feel like the, all the things that mm-hmm. I wish that I had had growing up oh. is what I should to, to hope yeah, to do yeah. for my son. Yeah. And to, on top of that, just like making sure he's completely comfortable and honest with us and Mm-hmm. making sure that we're receptive to things that he needs to say and we're not kind of blocking him off in any way. Yeah. Um, but also just giving him the tools. I mean, obviously as he gets older, but there's so many ways to cope with whatever you're going through, whether it's therapy, journaling, um, working out, you know, physical health and mental health kind of equaling up, um, whatever that might be. Um, just making sure that, you know, if he is going through something, if we notice something and I think we've gotten and Sarah more so at the beginning, but I'm learning so much just running this brand um, understanding kind of those red flags and, um, even if you're not ready to talk about how to kind of ease into that conversation and and make sure he's getting what he needs. Well, I think something just as simple as breath work and like what you said with your yoga, like it, it, it's really wild. Like I do a music class with, with lady once a week and our teacher is so magical and there's such power in like music and learning and creativity. And it's so wonderful to see. And it's so wild to see like the growth in the year. But she always does like a sound bath at the end for the babies. And she always has them take deep breaths. And one of the, and Lady will take a a deep breath. Like she'll, 
things she'll imitate, you know, our teacher. But one of the other babies who's now about a year and a half, she really is now like focused and like is aware of what this like breath work is. And so she like copies her mom and puts her hands together like in a meditation and takes a deep breath. And like I saw her and I looked at her and we videotaped it because we couldn't even believe it. It was like the cutest thing. And she literally took this big breath. She was like, like this. And I was like, you are letting out all of like your mom's emotions right now. This is the most beautiful, magical thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And you just saw this little like creature just completely just release all of not even the negativity. Cause I mean, kids can't have negativity in them, but like, just like maybe the stress around or, yes, or the noise yes. or whatever it may be. Exactly. Yeah. Whatever it may be. And you literally saw this pure soul and it was the most moving, touching thing. Cause you're like, wow, there really is power in, in just breathing. And if we can yeah. teach our kids that to help regulate their emotions and regulate everything else, like that would be amazing. And I think introducing as young as possible, it's not, it's not bad. Like it's no, good. And even if you don't think that they understand, even if you're like, oh, they're too young. Like I know I, I do meditation and, and my husband does meditation and I've been pretty bad at it since giving birth because it's been very hard to like have those 20 minutes alone and peace mm-hmm. and quiet, you know, but even if I just do it for five minutes and I hold lady on my lap and I, you know, go through with what I'm doing, like close your eyes, let's take a deep breath. Let's find a mantra, mm-hmm. you know, because they they copy, right? And that's how they learn. Sure. Like they learn yeah. through mimicking and, yeah. and, and you know, imitating you. And I think that what you both are doing, it's just setting such a fantastic, fabulous, solid foundation. And I hope that there's someone out there listening right now that's like, oh my God, you know what? I'm going to introduce yoga. Like that's going to be a great thing. Like it's never too late. Yoga is magic. To anybody listening, yoga is magic. Yeah, and it is. And just like you were saying, babies kind of copy. A lot of people go to yoga at first, not for the breath work, not for the mindfulness. They're going, the they want to be flexible. They want to get in shape. But when you keep going back is when you start to actually get the benefits of the breath work and the mindfulness. Totally. And it's so, even if you go to a yoga class and you're just mo- mimicking everyone around yeah. you, you might not feel it eventually yeah you will yeah you eventually will oh my gosh well I am gonna ask you my final question that I ask everyone on the show and you can answer individually um but what is your emotional support my emotional support can I say Johnny you can say whatever you want okay so I feel like for me I'm very big with um communicating I I over communicate sometimes so I feel like Johnny is a huge support person for me um because I can talk things out and talk things out and but he kind of understands me and then Mm -hmm. eventually I'll get to what it is that's really bothering me um (laughs) and then also yoga yeah yoga is huge for me um and then and finally just like friends and family authentic relationships yeah that like maybe especially as a new mom you as well like your friendships change and totally maybe 
a friend that I can still reach out to and don't have to worry about, Hey, sorry, I've literally just been raising a kid for the past nine months, yeah. but like, <laughs> you know, someone that I don't have to like explain, like give like excuses to, and is just yeah. still there for me authentically. That would be my emotional support. Oh. I would say those things. <laughs> Oh, I love yeah, uh, my emotional support would be family and friends, and that includes Sarah for oh, sure. Um, I am not the best communicator, um, as she could probably vouch for, but um, <laughs> I learned day by day, um, and she's she's kind of the the key piece to that, and kind of helping me tap into myself and what I'm feeling and why I'm feeling it. I think which is more important. Um, and again, family and friends. I mean, I have a I'm very tight with my family. We all still live close in vicinity in Newport. Um, with my brother, sister, and parents who are all within probably 15 minutes of us oh, here. Oh, how lovely. Um, that's, that's overestimating too. Yeah, probably more like 10. Yeah. Um, but no, it's, it's, it's honestly, it's, it's just having those people to lean on. And like yeah. Sarah said, authentic friendships. We got a, a good core group of friends, um, people you can just kind of go to for, for anything, to be yeah. honest. Uh, no matter what's happening in life, no matter where you're at, I could not talk to a few of them for months and then just kind of give them a ring and be like, hey, what's going on? And, 45 minutes later, I'm like, all right, I feel better. Right. Um, and then personally, I mean, I love golf. Golf's one of my hobbies. I work for a golf company for my full-time job, but um, the, the benefits I get from golf, just being outside kind of my time to, you know, decompress and just enjoy it and quieter than, than here nowadays. But yeah. um, <laughs> it's a long activity, but it's something that, you know, I enjoy and um, it kind of helps me reset too. Oh, gosh. Well, I absolutely love that. And I have to say, I think it's great that, Sarah, you're so good at communicating. And, John, maybe you're not the best. I wouldn't say good. Well, you you talk yourself to – you're like me. You, like, talk yourself till you finally get there and then it makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yes. I'm right there with you. But I think it's good because it's a good balance. And mm -hmm. I think that you guys are helping each other kind of just – be able to be the best versions of yourselves. And I think. Cause I, yeah, I am definitely the opposite of Sarah. When she, she probably over communicates and I under, I like, I'll shut down and like make sure I'm thinking everything through before I say something. And she's yeah. just kind of like throw everything at the board and be like, all right, this one is what I was trying to say. But he listens and I have Which a problem. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Listening is a part of communicating. A hundred percent. That I had to learn too, like, I communicate as in I'm saying what I'm thinking, but maybe I need to work on listening yeah. a little bit. Better. Yeah. So, no, absolutely. Can I do what yours is? You don't have to include Oh my it. God. Yes. That's okay. so sweet of you. Only a few people have done that to me in all these years. Um, well, I would say now my emotional support would be, um, well, two things. My emotional support, my entire, like for the past 15 and a half years of my adult life, um, was my little puppy Pee Wee Herman right there who oh, passed. And so oh, it's so been, thing. so hard. it's been weird because like that was always, he was the reason why I made the show. Like it was like about creating, like expressing that, you know, this heartbeat to heartbeat connection truly was the only thing. Like whenever I, we talk about panic attacks earlier, right in, in the episode, mm -hmm whenever I would have a panic attack and I knew what it was and it was when I was able to identify and be like, okay, I'm not having a stroke and I'm not having a heart attack. Like the only thing that could calm me down was like holding him against my heart, just hearing his heartbeat and feeling that there was something rhythmically there that was able to truly yeah. calm me down. Um, and so that, that was, and forever will be, but that was, 
but I would honestly say is my daughter um, because it's really weird. He passed a week before she turned one. Um, mm-hmm. And it was weird. The day that she started walking was the day that he had like his first like seizure and got sick. It was like really weird. Oh. Um, yeah. And then we had him cremated and the day that we got him back was her birthday. And so it was oh, like wow. just by chance. Yeah. And there was like a holiday and all. It was just, it was really weird. So it was almost this, I, I'm having this like weird moment in my life, if you will, like I'm telling you guys now, um, where it's yeah. like full circles. And I feel like there's something very like, I don't know if it's not circular, that's not a word, but like there is something that's been happening in patterns and in waves. That, you know you know what like, I'm talking about like there's like that full circle moment that's happening and yeah. it's like mm-hmm. one thing could not exist with the other and like then right. that person had right. to leave so it's the, it's this weird thing that's happened where I'm like I looked at this dog and I was like he wasn't he was only sick for a week before he passed and I was like and I didn't have to make a choice or anything either so it wasn't like one of those like bad things like mm-hmm. scenarios yeah but it was something where I looked at this dog and I was like, I know that you're not going to make it to her first birthday because like in a weird spiritual way, like you can't, like there's something about it. Like you're not, the universe won't yeah. allow that, you know? Um, yeah. So it's, yeah. So thank you for asking me that question. That was my long winded <laughs> answer to that. Um, but yeah, I would say it's my, it's my daughter now because I, whenever I feel panicky, I know I have to be able to breathe and keep it together because now I have to take care of her. And while he took care of me now, like the roles are in reverse kind of a thing. Um, So that's what I would, I would say. And of course, you know, there's like my husband and my mom and I can, you know, go through the whole list, but I would say in this moment, in this episode, that is how I feel. Um, So please, how can everyone find no solo and get some awesome merch and support? Uh, so you can check out our website, www.nosolobrand.com. We have a bunch of cool swag up there, hats, hoodies, the one you're rocking, which yeah. looks awesome. Um, t-shirts, crew necks, kind of the whole shebang. And then um, our Instagram handle is at nosolobrand. Um, we like to think we have a, a pretty good um, pretty good content page and are a pretty good follow. So <laughs> definitely give us a follow. Um, yeah, those are, those are kind of our main avenues, but oh. welcome to join the ride. Yes. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so happy I met you guys.